The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Roads Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome, everyone. So glad to have you with us once again. American Roads Trip Talk is brought to you by our good friends at Sabre. Did you know that there are 38,000 carjackings and 6 million car accidents occurring each year in the U.S.? Now you can protect yourself and your family with Sabre's new Safe Escape Automotive Tool, the only three-in-one car tool of its kind. The Safe Escape features a seatbelt cutter, a stainless steel glass breaker, and Sabre's maximum strength pepper gel. Protect yourself and your family with the new Safe Escape from Sabre. It's available now on saberred.com. That's S-A-B-R-E-R-E-D.com. Use the offer code American Road to receive 20% off your purchase. Once again, welcome to the show. Today we are going to meet a gentleman I would say has to rank in the top 1% of automotive enthusiasts in the entire world. I was very fortunate to, over the phone and through email to make the acquaintance of Mark Green. And let me tell you a little bit. This is the least you need to know about this gentleman. Mark Green is the founder, CEO, producer, and host of Cars Yeah, a five-day-a-week podcast and weekly television show. You can enjoy over 1,200 interviews on Cars Yeah on its website. Cars Yeah TV can be found on MAVTV. Mark is a diehard automotive enthusiast and lifelong entrepreneur who started his first business at 14 years old when he founded AutoCare, a high-end European automotive detailing business. Mark spent 11 years at a San Diego design firm as a creative director and account executive. He then joined a startup automotive products supplier and he spent 20 plus years helping build Griot's Garage first as the VP of Marketing and Merchandising, and then as the president of the company overseeing their two locations before leaving to create his Cars Yeah! brand. The mission behind Cars Yeah! is the trademark mantra, inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark has been married to his wife, Jill, for 34 years, and they have two grown children. They all call Gig Harbor, Washington home. Mark Green, welcome to the show. So happy to have you with us. Gary, it's a blast to be here, plus talking to somebody who's just up the road from me in Seattle, so I think we're going to have a good time. Absolutely. Our Seattle listeners throughout Puget Sound, as a matter of fact, are going to be delighted because we have a lot of automotive enthusiasts and also people who just enjoy a good old-fashioned road trip. In fact, I was thinking, Mark, when we booked this interview, that between your Cars Yeah! brand and all the work you do, including emceeing celebrity-studded celebrity events in each, uh, featuring cars and just around the country, you get to travel. What a privilege to be able to do that. And then there's American Road Magazine, which has a far and wide reach to all the road trippers in the world. It seems like there's a real affinity. So we're delighted to be able to talk to you today. I know that a half hour will scarcely allow us to even scratch the surface, but we're going to make our best attempt. All right. All right. I got my seatbelt on. You're you're a gentleman who started a business at 14, and I think prior to that, if I recall correctly, you went on an extraordinary trip, 
And this is to a place where fans of American Road Magazine and road trippers all over know this place. It's so famous. I'm talking about Cadillac Ranch. And it seems to me, Mark, that it inspired a road trip that you took with your son in a far different locale. This is your adventurous side coming out. But to get started, tell us about when you were a youngster, the trip you made with your dad to Cadillac Ranch. Yeah, it was fantastic. I grew up in Southern California in La Jolla, California, which is kind of just north of San Diego. And my grandparents, where my dad grew up, was a farm in northern Texas, a small town called Pampa, Texas. And we used to take a trip there once in a while. We'd climb into our 67 uh, Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser and cruise across the country through Arizona, New Mexico, and up into Texas and visit Grandma and Grandpa on their farm. It was like a whole different planet for me growing up near the beach being a surfer and then going to this farm in this rural part of texas where there was cows and horses and things and my grandpa was he was a diehard farmer i mean he was a cowboy he rode horses every day and when i was visiting one summer he said hey work i know you like cars you want to go to cadillac ranch and i went what's that and he said <laughs> with a big smile he goes you're going to be amazed and uh, we jumped in his old truck and my dad went with us and we drove out to Amarillo, which was not too far down the road, and I found all these old Cadillacs. I think they were actually Cadillacs built from 19, uh, well, the thing was built in 1974, the whole deal, but these are Cadillacs from 1949 to 1963, nose buried in the ground at an angle, and I think there's 10 of them there. I couldn't believe what I was seeing in the middle of this farmer's field. It's absolutely incredible. It almost sounds to me when I've seen pictures of it, including on the Smithsonian Channel, for example, a great roadside attraction. And being in Amarillo, it's not as remote as it could have been, There's, which is good news for the road trippers. But when I look at it, you know, the first image I have is, is this fantasy of a Cadillac Stonehenge. It's yeah. unique. Yeah, very much so. You know, the history of this is fascinating. It was built in 74 by a guy named Chip Lord, Hudson Marquez, and Doug Michaels. And they were part of a group called the Ant Farm. And they decided to create this incredible installation. This farmer let them do it. I, have, I doubt this farmer ever dreamed there would be thousands of people stopping on the side of the road there, which is basically kind of along Route 66, that iconic roadway across the country for people to go and take pictures. And over the years, people have, you can actually spray paint on the cars. They let you do it. it it's okay. And my grandpa was, uh, he was a sharp guy, so he brought a couple cans of spray paint, didn't tell me, so we got to put our names on them and stuff. There's got to be a 1,000 pounds of paint on those cars by now. But it, it did, it inspired me in a, in a lot of ways as a little boy. I, I'll tell you something, Gary. My first car was a 1956 Cadillac made by Garton. It belonged to my <laughs> uncle. My uncle gave it to my mom. She gave it to me when I was about a year and a half old. I've got a great picture I'll send you if you'd like of me in this Cadillac with my hair blown in the wind back when I had hair. And I think that kind of started it for me. That and my dad had a 49 MGTC when I was about four years old. And that car I found fascinating. So that visit to Cadillac Ranch for me, it was something very special, and it, I didn't get to see my grandpa a lot growing up because we lived so far apart, and back then there was only the telephone. There wasn't all this uh, instant communication. So those trips to that farm, they really were special. They have a special place in my heart, and uh, my grandpa was, I mean, he was, he was bigger than life to me. 
I remember going out to his barn one day, and he said, can you do pull-ups? And I said, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty strong. I'm a surfer. And so he grabbed this bar with one arm and started doing one-arm pull-ups. Now, at wow. that time, he was probably in his late 30s or 40. I don't know. I'm just looking at this guy going, holy cow. When you shook his hand, it was like shaking a brick. I mean, mm. this guy lived his whole life on a farm, just, you know, eking out a living. He married my grandmother when he was 17. I think she was 15 when they got married. They had five kids. They had tons of grandkids and great-grandchildren. They lived, I think they were married for like 72 years. A, a fascinating guy, uh, heartland of America. And that road trip with my grandpa was really special. I can see where it would be. And Cadillac Ranch itself is attractive to generations of people with various interests because I did a little reading because I knew we would be talking about it. And I discovered that there are times when it is even painted, the, the array of Cadillacs are painted solid black so as to create a new canvas for a new generation of visitors. Yes, the chalkboard, if you will. I, I've never seen a picture like that of everything I've seen of them they were just, they're like a rainbow. But I remember when we were there, they were mostly blue. And I have a feeling somebody had painted them all blue, probably like they do when they paint them black, to get ready for the next round of visitors to put their mark on the cars. And I tried really hard to find some pictures last night. I knew we'd be talking. Of course, this was pre-digital. And I, I can't find any pictures. When my dad passed away about a year and a half ago, I found a lot of pictures, and I'm still going through them. There were boxes and boxes. I'll bet you there's a picture in there of my sister and I with my grandpa and my dad at Cadillac Ranch. I would be willing to bet that along with you. Absolutely. And, of course, you have a website that you're free to mention as we go along here, of course. And maybe some of those pictures would make a great display on a page of their own. It, it gets so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it gets people excited about their own road trip dreams, and Trip Talk is about that because people want to make memories, and you have made enough for a dozen lifetimes just in getting to know you a little bit prior to the show. It's extraordinary the experiences that you've had and that you help create for other people. There's one in particular involving your son that I definitely want to make time for during this show. Yeah. But I also wanted to hear a bit, first of all, it'd be a good time to let people know where they can find you online and where they can find you as you do these various car shows, many of which involve celebrity guests who have stories of their own. Absolutely. Thank you, Gary, for letting me throw out a pitch here. My website, my podcast is called Cars Yeah. And you can find me on the Cars yeah website at CarsYeah.com. You can also find my weekly television show on MAV TV. And just of this week, now we are live stream not live streamed, I shouldn't say live, but streamed on Lucas Oil Racing Television. So you can go and find the shows there. Uh, what the TV show is an extension of the podcast where I go and visit people who've wrapped their lives and careers around cars and automobiles, motorcycles and trucks. Only the TV show, you get to see me going there. And I want to invite all your listeners, they can go to my website and get a free filler-up book. It's a book that I created from some very cool pictures I've taken on all my travels of gas filler caps. Yep, gas filler caps. They can be interesting oh. on old vintage cars. Just go to yes. carsyad.com and type on the free book, book button. But you can also find me on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Alexa, Stitcher, Google Play. I have a YouTube page where all my shows go up. Five shows a week this morning, right before the show, I did my 1,000. 
290th interview here on Cars Yeah. So check me out. I think you'll have fun listening to my incredibly wide variety of guests, fascinating people who have road trips of their own to share. Well, congratulations on so many programs. That's quite a career. You've gone and you had quite a career before that and one before that, going back to age 14. I also want to <laughs> yeah. congratulate you, Mark, on, on the genius of making such good use of your space when you have the gas cap collection as opposed to hubcaps. I mean, you could do that in a lot less <laughs> space, it seems. Well, you know, here's why I did this, Gary. I have a very optimistic look on life, and I always say, is the glass half full or half empty? Is your gas cap or your gas tank half full or half empty? You get mm -hmm. to decide. If you decide it's half full, you got a lot further ways to go down the road and enjoy life. So why not think of it that way than the alternative? So that's what gas caps and filler-up means to me. It's the idea of filling up your car, getting in it, going for a ride, enjoying life. Take somebody with you. Take a kid with you to a car show a spouse, a friend, whatever, get out there on the road, because that's what American culture and history is about, is the freedoms we have to get in our cars and go anywhere we want. It's the great part of living in this country. You found exactly the right place to make your claim. Believe me, <laughs> the fans and subscribers of American Road Magazine really share that enthusiasm for the open road and particularly the impulse to get off the interstate in order to experience what so many Americans simply fly over and therefore miss. Yes, absolutely. That's where the next talk we're going to have here in a moment about my son's trip with me in a Beck 550 Spider, I think is going to tell the story even in a wider way because we had a we had a wild road trip in this car when he was about eight years old. It was fun. We have to hear about that. Let's take a break. And when we come back, the road trip of a young boy's dreams along with dad. This is exceptional. You won't want to miss it. In the meantime, our friends at Sabre have a question for you. Did you know that there are 38,000 carjackings and 6 million car accidents occurring each year in the U.S.? Now you can protect yourself and your family with Sabre's newest, new safe escape automotive tool. Sabre, the number one pepper spray brand trusted by police worldwide, offers the only three-in-one car tool of its kind. The safe escape features a seatbelt cutter to slice through malfunctioning seatbelts in seconds, a stainless steel glass breaker for speedy escape, and Sabre's maximum strength pepper gel with a range of up to 12 feet and 25 bursts per canister. That's one safety tool that helps you escape to safety after a serious accident and helps protect you against dangerous threats you may encounter while driving or walking to or from your vehicle. Now available at saberred.com. That's S-A-B-R-E-R-E-D.com. And use the offer code American Road to receive 20% off your purchase. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. We're delighted to have Mark Green with us. There is no greater automotive enthusiast in the world than Mark Green, as we are finding <laughs> well, out. And he is a magnificent road tripper in his own right, just right for our listenership. Mark, I would love for you to tell the story about what you decided to do with your young son and how on the west coast of the United States you found a kind of rolling paradise and you followed where it led. Thank you, Gary. This was a, uh, I, I'm going to choke up here because this was a very, very special trip for me. 
I found a really cool car that a friend of mine, he's actually been on my podcast, Cars Yeah, and he's going to be on Cars Yeah TV, John Wilhoyt. John has been building and restoring Porsche, old Porsche 356s and 911s for 40 years now. He's a master at this. He called me one day and said, hey, I've got a car that I think you're going to like. It's a 550 Spider. Now, this was a car that is actually a replica, originally built by Beck, Chuck Beck, Although John took the frame and the body, and he used all Porsche parts to build this car. He had a client who needed to sell his cars quickly, so I said, if you think it's a great car and if you built it, I'll buy it. And I did, sight unseen. And then my son, Blake, who was eight at the time, Blake's 25 years old now, we flew down to Long Beach, California from Gig Harbor, Washington, and we got in this car and we started to head back up Highway 1, the California coast, in this Beck Spider. And we called this trip the Green Melee. Now, for car aficionados, they've heard of the fantastic road trip in Italy, the Mille Miglia, which is a 1,000-mile road race. Ours was a 1,324-mile road trip. Now, this is an open car. It has no heater. It has no top. It has no radio. It's basically a race car, street legal, and we headed north on the coast highway. And I'll tell you, the trip was absolutely fantastic. We had a couple rules. One was we had to have fun no matter what happened because this was a old car i didn't know if it was going to break down the first 10 miles or make it the second one is let's stop and enjoy ourselves have some ice cream whenever we want let's see some beautiful sights which we did we stopped at the hearst castle we stopped us in san francisco stopped in sausalito but we headed off on this road trip and it was just fantastic and i wanted blake to be a part of it so i made him the co-pilot uh we had a little cushion so he could sit up and see out of the car because the car sits very low and he was in charge of monitoring the fuel level, the oil pressure, the oil temperature, and he had the map. So he was the guy guiding us along so he could be a part of it. He had to check off little things and make notes along the way. And one of the things you asked me was, well, what happened on this road trip? Anything interesting? <laughs> yeah, a lot of interesting things happened. But one of the craziest ones was we were running along Highway 1, and Blake said, Dad, there's some cool caves up this highway. Let's go up and check them out. And I said, okay. Rule number one is have fun. So we turned off on Highway 199 from Crescent City and started heading up towards Grants Pass. And the car started stuttering and kind of pausing, and then it slowly just stopped running, and we coasted to the side of the road. And I went, oh, no. I'm thinking, okay, that's as far as we're going to go. It's an old car. I kind of thought it might not make it. And my son said, well, Dad, you know, the gas gauge has been pretty low for a while. And I kept telling you that it was low, but you were kind of ignoring me. I said, Blake, you know, I think something's wrong with the gas gauge. We've been getting 32, 33 miles a gallon. I, I think the gas gauge is wrong. So we opened the back clamshell of the car, and I'm sitting there looking at the engine like I know what I'm looking at. And Blake said, Dad, what's that little glass thing there? And I was kind of annoyed because I was trying to call somebody on my cell. We had no cell service. I said, oh, that's the... That's the fuel filter. The gas runs through there and kind of cleans it before it goes in the carburetors. And he looks at me, says, Dad, if we were out of gas or if we had gas, wouldn't it be full of gas? <laughs> it was empty. <laughs> you know, that's oh, the moment wow. as a parent you go, my kid's pretty dark smart, isn't he? <laughs> and uh, so I said, you know what? You're right. We looked in the gas tank and that car was empty. I had miscalculated how large that fuel tank was. Well, now we're on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. People would drive by. We'd wave for them to stop. They just thought we were waving. They said, oh, look at those guys in a cool car, and they passed us on by. Well, this guy pulls up in a very old beat-up truck. He looks a little shady, 
And he said, what's going on, guys? And I said, well, we're out of gas. He goes, well, I'll take you up to my farm, and I'll give you some gas. Well, this guy looked a little unsavory, let's just say, a little rough around the edges. And one of the things my wife told me when we left was, take care of my kid. <laughs> this crazy trip you're going on. And so I said, well, I'm not so sure. And he goes, oh, come on, jump in my truck. I'll take you to my farm. So we get in the truck, and I'm kind of thinking this was a big mistake. I was kind of wishing I had some of that saber spray that you're talking about your sponsor good idea just in case i needed it but i didn't well we drive up the road he turns down this little dirt road and we head off into the woods i seriously thought something bad is going to happen and i looked at my son and whispered if i say run you start running and so we get to this guy's trailer it's an old barn i mean chainsaws and the hooks are hanging it's something right out of a horror movie and blake's kind of standing behind me and he goes come around the back of the barn i think that's where my gas can is i'm thinking we're gonna get murdered for sure well long story short this man was very kind he filled up a 10 gallon gas can took us back to her car filled it up he would not take any money from me everything turned out okay obviously because i'm still here to tell the story but blake and i still laugh about that guy I wish I remembered his name, but it was one of those cases that, you know what, sometimes you have to trust people, you have to be kind, and they'll really help you out. But uh, the crazy guy in the woods along Highway 99 on the way to the caves, yeah, that's a story we love to tell over and over again. It was funny. I love that. And when Blake talks about it now, how how does he look upon it with the perspective of years? Well, he's never forgiven me for selling that car. I, I sold ah. that car. Somebody offered me a tremendous amount of money for it. Our daughter was getting ready for college, and I'm looking at this expensive private school thinking, you know, this sale of this car would pay for a year or two of that college. Maybe it's time to let it go. And I did, and I'll never forget the day I came home and said, well, I sold the spider today, and Blake dropped his knife and fork at the dinner table. <laughs> what? You? That's my car. You can't sell my car. What? What, where's the guy? What's his phone number? I want to call him. Uh, <laughs> he still picks on me today for that. But, you know, I want to tell you one other quick story. Do we have a quick one minute? We do. Okay. I'm a very, very crazy picky guy when it comes to my car. And all my friends listening right now are laughing, going, oh, my gosh, Mark's a nutcase. And so I planned this trip with Blake that everywhere we stopped at night, I had a safe place to park the car. Underground parking, someone's garage. I want to take care of my cars. I had a cover for it. So we stopped the first night. We were covering the car in an underground parking spot. The the guy that ran the hotel let us park in his special spot. And I walked around in the front of the car, and I go, oh, no, there's a rock chip, the first rock chip in the car. And Blake could tell I was pretty upset. And this is an 8-year-old. He puts his hand on my shoulder, and he goes, Dad, that's not a chip. That's a memory mark. And I said, a what? He said, it's a memory mark. Every time you look at it, you can remember this day we had. Wasn't it fun? And it really put things in perspective. Again, a child educating an adult, a parent, of what's really important. And it's not the cars. It's the adventures. It's the time together with your family. It's the trip that is so special. The car is just the mechanism that takes us on these wonderful journeys. So I, I appreciate you letting me share that story because for those fellow anal retentive nutcases, when it comes to your cars, Just remember, it's a memory mark. It's not a chip. 
I absolutely love that, Mark. I'm grateful that you shared that with our listeners because just looking at myself, that's not the kind of thing I would have said at eight years old. As an adult, I could appreciate <laughs> it and put it in context, but that's yeah. that's just such a prescient remark for a youngster to make. Yeah, he's a great guy. A shout out to my son, Blake. He's just a tremendous young man. Uh, my wife, Jill, and I are so proud of him. I know his sister, Paige, is proud of him as well. Uh, he, he spent a lot of time with me going to, he went to Pebble Beach with me every year for about 18 years in a row. He was part of my pit crew when I was racing vintage cars. He went to all these car shows with me over time. And, you know, getting to share that time with your son, you never get that back. So as I said at the beginning here, even if you don't have a child and you enjoy cars, take a kid, a neighbor kid, a friend's kid to a car show, to a car race, a vintage event. You never know what you might spark. You might spark another future road tripper in uh, in our days ahead because uh, these old cars they're going to need caretakers when the rest of us are gone that is true and i hope that that as a lifestyle road tripping and the automotive enthusiasm that you bring out of people and that you exemplify is something that i suspect is going to remain permanently a part of the american character i hope so i think it will you know i've talked to so many people on my Cars Yeah podcast, and we talk about this a lot, that our cars are still going to be important with this very rapidly changing presence of automated cars, electric cars, and things. I have no doubt that the future for old cars and new cars is going to remain really strong in this country because it does represent freedom for us, and that's one of the most important things about the United States. So uh, don't worry about that. I think cars are going to be fine. That's very well said. Yes, to be able to get up and go where you want to go, when you want to go, as long as you can get there at all by car is very empowering and liberating. You're absolutely right, Mark Green. And in our closing moments, I do want to give you the opportunity to tell people again where they can catch these wonderful shows of yours. And if you have an upcoming show anywhere in Puget Sound, for example, where you're an MC, maybe, where can people find you? Well, they can find me at carsyeah.com. You can follow me on Facebook. I have both a Mark Green with an E on the end of my green. I'm Greeny. Uh, if you go to Italy, they call me Mr. Greeny. Uh, Mark Green or Cars Yeah on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. Again, you can go to the carsyeah.com website, click on the free book button. I'll send you my free filler-up book. Uh, you can follow me on any mobile podcast app and listen to my shows five days a week. Or you can find Cars Yacht TV on Mav TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV, where it's streamed. And thank you, Gary, for having me on the show. This has been really fun. Well, it's been a lot of fun for me, too. And I just want to say, this man has his shtick down. <laughs> All that information <laughs> encapsulated beautifully. I'd love to take a road trip with you sometime, at least in my mind. It's, I feel like I go on one as I hear you talk. We're grateful to have had you as our guest today, Mark Green. And let's do it again sometime. Absolutely. You're welcome in the passenger seat anytime. Just give me a call. Right on. Thank you, Mark Green. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in today. Always glad to have you with us. Thanks for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk. And that's on behalf of Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue of American Road Magazine. Until next week, drive safely and dream well.